0: Welcome back to the Easy AI Podcast. I'm Nova, and today we're diving deep into recurrent neural networks with our special guest, AI expert, Alice Graves. Alice, it's a pleasure to have you here.
1: Thanks, Nova. I'm excited to be here and talk about recurrent neural networks, or RNNs. They're a fascinating area of AI.
0: Let's start at the beginning. Can you explain to our listeners what RNNs are and how they differ from other neural networks?
1: Sure. RNNs are a type of artificial neural network designed to recognize patterns in sequences of data. They're particularly well-suited for tasks involving sequential inputs like speech, language, or time series data. The main difference between RNNs and other neural networks is that RNNs have a sort of memory. Memory? Can you expand on that? Absolutely. RNNs process sequences by keeping track of previous information and using it to influence the output. This memory allows RNNs to understand context and order within a sequence, which is something traditional neural networks aren't designed for. That sounds powerful. How exactly does this memory work in an RNN? It works through loops within the network architecture. When an RNN processes an input, the result of each step is passed on as an input to the next step, along with the new incoming data. This cycle effectively retains information from prior inputs. So it's like
0: each step informs the next. But doesn't this process make RNNs extremely complex and potentially slow?
1: It can. Because RNNs use their internal state from previous steps, they can become very deep depending on the length of the input sequence. This complexity does lead to some challenges, such as difficulty in training and issues with computational resources.
0: These challenges you mention, are we making progress in addressing them?
1: Yes, there have been significant strides in the field. One notable improvement is the use of long-short-term memory networks, or LSTMs, and gated recurrent units, GRUs, which are advanced types of RNNs. They're designed to overcome some of the limitations of basic RNNs. LSTMs and GRUs sound intriguing. Could you explain how they differ from standard RNNs? They differ mainly in their internal architecture. Both LSTMs and GRUs are equipped with gates, mechanisms that regulate the flow of information. These gates solve the vanishing gradient problem, allowing the network to retain important information over longer sequences.
0: The vanishing gradient problem. This is another term our audience
1: might not be familiar with. Can you explain it? Sure. During training, neural networks use a method called backpropagation. The vanishing gradient problem occurs when the gradients, which are responsible for updating the network's weights, become so small that the network stops learning. This is particularly problematic for standard RNNs when dealing with long sequences.
0: So the gates in LSTMs and
1: GRUs help maintain the gradient? Exactly. These gates selectively remember patterns over long distances and disregard irrelevant information. This selective memory prevents gradients from vanishing and helps the model learn effectively.
0: Selective memory sounds like a critical feature. How does it impact real-world applications?
1: Selective memory enables RNNs to excel in tasks like machine translation, speech recognition, and text generation. It allows models to make more accurate predictions by considering relevant context, which can span near and far in the sequence.
0: Speaking of predictions, Could you give an example of how RNNs are
1: used for predictive tasks? Sure. One common example is stock market prediction. RNN models can analyze historical price data to spot patterns and predict future stock movements. By remembering past trends, they can infer what might happen next.
0: That's a powerful capability. With all these advances, are
1: there any limitations
0: that RNNs still face today?
1: Certainly. One ongoing challenge is processing very long sequences. Despite the improvements with LSTMs and GARUs, extreme sequence lengths can still pose difficulties. Another limitation is the need for large amounts of data to train these models effectively. That makes sense.
0: Now, for those in our audience who are more technical, can you briefly touch on the typical architecture
1: of an RNN? Of course. The architecture usually consists of an input layer, one or more hidden layers that are recurrent, meaning feedback loops are present, and an output layer. The hidden layers perform the computations involving weights, the input data, and the feedback loops that provide the memory effect we've talked about. These hidden layers, then, they're where the magic happens. Precisely. The hidden layers are key to deciphering the patterns and sequences. Each neuron in these layers has connections to other neurons in the same layer, which creates the internal state that gets passed along through time. It's fascinating
0: how these neural networks mimic human memory in a way. Can you share
1: how RNNs are being improved or evolved currently? There's a lot of work going into optimizing RNNs to make them more efficient and capable of handling even longer sequences. Attention mechanisms and transformers are another area where we see a lot of exciting advancements. They help models focus on the most important parts of the data sequence, which enhances performance. Transformers? Isn't that a different type of neural network? It is. Transformers rely on self-attention mechanisms and are often more effective than RNNs for certain tasks, such as language models. They can parallelize better, which makes them faster to train, but they owe a lot to the pioneering work done with RNNs.
0: So the field is continuously evolving. With the progression from RNNs to transformers, what do you think is the next
1: big milestone for sequence models in AI? I believe the next milestone lies in creating models that are not just powerful, but also more data-efficient and interpretable. We want models that can learn from fewer examples and provide insights into their decision-making processes. That sounds like a robust future.
0: Alice, as we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners who want to learn more about RNNs or get started in the field of AI?
1: Yes. The best way to learn is to get your hands dirty with code. There are many resources available online, including courses, tutorials, and open-source projects. I encourage curiosity and hands-on experimentation. It really is the best teacher in this field.
0: Fantastic advice. Alice, it's been a privilege. Thank you for sharing your knowledge on recurrent neural networks with us today.
1: Thank you, Nova. It's been my pleasure. I hope your listeners found this conversation as exciting as I did.
0: To our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Easy AI Podcast. Keep exploring, and until next time, stay curious.